Hello everyone, this is Mercutio, and I've been listening to Cave Town's song Fool all day from his new album, Lemon Boy, and it's finally gotten to the point where YouTube is telling me this video is not available, and I think I've listened to it a little too much, and they're overhearing it. They're over, like, listening to it. Never mind, it's playing. Anyway, <laughs> I've been sleeping, like, all day. Um, no, I went outside. I went outside, jumped on the trampoline a bit lay down in the sun the rest of the day like literally from freaking eight to two I was outside laying down and doing some homework I got some of it done um I also started writing on my story but I didn't really do much on it but yeah I've basically been doing nothing all day just laying around thinking and most of what I was thinking about is something, like, it's just small things, you know, personal things. But just now, um, I've been talking to these people all day. Like, every now and then I'll get a text, and it's from this group chat that I joined. And it's with these people who are struggling with bulimia and anorexia. And I just... I felt really bad because these people are literally just like me. And they're still suffering from something that I'm so far recovering from very successfully. And they don't have help. The way they talk, the way the way we've been, you know, they don't they don't have help. And nobody really seems to care to help them and I've I realized that that people maybe and I know this isn't everywhere I know that whenever somebody has any like sort of like with um the Black Lives Matter movement um you know that 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 happens in a few places those people who are gay or transgender and they're getting harassed and bullied like that's only in a few places and I'm sure this is this isn't everywhere either but people will make jokes about anorexic and bulimic people about how they're just vain little dolls who want to be skinny, you know, and they, they don't know what it's actually like to, like, they're not real people. They talk about them like they're not human. My friend made a joke the other day, like, because she was like, oh, I'm so overweight, but I'm not. And she's like, yeah, all those bulimic bitches, they, they, they're just, uh, skinny blow-up dolls. And she didn't know that I was bulimic. Or had been. But I don't know. I, I just That's all I can remember when I'm talking to her. Is that I have friends like that. And I know people like that. Who just like they'll make jokes about bulimia. And I know they don't mean it in that way. But I don't know. I just feel like the face they have right now. Isn't, isn't them. And I guess it's like that for a lot of things. It is like that for a, for a lot of things. But I want to help these people because they're not okay. It's like a cancer to live with, like any addiction. Exposure of any sort can lead to addiction. And once you have been exposed, it's kind of hard to stop wanting that. Because the ideas get fixed in your head. And it just becomes an everyday thing. It just becomes routine and it's fixed. 
and it's really hard to get out of it. These people are, are asking me like, oh, how you're so much better than us. Like, how did you, how did you do it? And I don't, I just don't know how to help, but I know I want to, and I'm going to try. I've been trying and I'm going to keep trying. I'm sorry. I'm like really emotional for this. I don't know. I get emotional for everything nowadays. I'm just such an emotional freaking wreck. But there are people who are actually struggling with something, and I want to help them. I guess that's all I really want to talk about. So if you know anyone who is struggling with bulimia, anorexia, or any sort of eating disorder, if anyone's struggling with anything at all, and you know you can help them, or if you want to help them, or if you know that they're just hurting themselves and the road they're going down will just lead to suffering upon suffering to end up nowhere, I urge you to please help them. Because you don't always have to do it on your own. And you just have to let them know that. Just hold them. Please. Just help someone. This is Mercutio. Sorry for the really melancholy segment. But. My people are suffering. Not my people as in people with eating disorders but my people just my people all of them everyone in the world the downtrodden the oppressed those who feel chained trapped or even not just anyone human they're my people and they are suffering please help so this is Mercutio and like I said I realize a lot of people there are a lot of people out there who actually need help and are struggling with bulimia and I'm not sure if they I don't know I don't think anybody focuses on it that much like it's not something you hear about a lot and I guess that's what everyone says about every cause and it's like there are way too many to be covered in a way where everyone's aware you know you got the whole suicide depression and self-loathing and I guess that kind of I guess that covers all of it but like I don't know I guess I'll be the one person who advocates for this yay I'm advocating (laughs) anyway anyway um If you are struggling with bulimia or anorexia, well, I guess I can't sell somebody struggling with anorexia to not not eat because, I mean, that's what anorexia is. How about we focus on state of mind for a moment? There are other things you want in this world, right? Things besides being skinny, besides the perfect body, besides all of that superficial stuff because it is it's superficial it's on the surface you know let's talk about beyond that 
Is there anything you actually want in the world? A trait you want? Not a physical trait, no, no, no. Nothing like that, but a personality trait that you want to keep, that you want to develop further, a skill, a hobby, a life, a future. Is there anything beyond all of this that you really need? Something that you want more than skinny? Because that's what it takes. It, It takes wanting more than skinny. You have to actually want something. Whether that's just getting better or it's something, some bigger goal. You have to want more than skinny. To be more than the disorder. And it takes a lot to want something because after you want it, you're going to have to try for it. And you're going to have to try pretty damn hard for it. There's nothing wrong with that. That's productive struggle. But try wanting something more than skinny. And then maybe the road to getting better will become a lot clearer. I love you. You're beautiful. Hello everyone, this is Mercutio. And I've redone this about like five times. So let's make this take five. And the reason is, I, I just don't know what to say. Mostly because I don't really have much to say. I don't know how to do this, and I don't know what I'm even doing. I'm just reading poems. We all know how I was going through Pathetic, right? And it was like I couldn't decide on how I felt about love. And I still don't know how I feel about love. I mean, I think it can be beautiful, but I'm not sure if it exists I've never seen it exist. I've only seen it of late in a few people. I don't know. It's too... I feel like love isn't what everyone built it up to be. I feel like we keep feeding this grand idea of love. And everyone's fairly disappointed to realize that it's nothing like that. And... I I think that illusion we built kind of hides love to people. Like, people can't find it because you've made it so freaking, I don't even know, convoluted. And you've put it on this pedestal and it's like, it's not all that. It's really not all that. Here's a quote I wrote. While thinking of love. In love is a quicksand. You don't mean to, but you do fall in. And keep falling till you feel like you're drowning. Then a friend who's close enough comes to pull you out and save your life. Reeling you back from insanity. Shakespeare once described love as an insanity. But I've separated love and in love. I've made in love the grand one that everyone's put on a pedestal, something inobtainable and rare. And I've let love be what's thrown around without care. Because it's easy to love, apparently. And everyone has it. So 
love and in love are completely different things and I am not in love with anyone and I don't think anyone else is in love with anyone I think we can all fall into a mutual sense of love and I'm sorry if I sound bitter it's the idea of love that does this of in love that does this I love how I said I didn't know what to talk about but I just managed to rant about love for three minutes Wow. So I can't really think of what to talk about, and I guess I don't really have to talk about anything, and I guess you don't really want to hear me talk about anything, but I'm me, so I'm going to talk about something naturally. I don't know what else you were expecting me to say. Like, I literally had that huge buildup. Why would I just let it fall? But <laughs> um, I'm going through my old poetry book, and I found I found a little snip, a little snip bit, um. What I mean by that is I'll do this thing where I write, but it's not supposed to be a poem. It's not supposed to be anything. It's just um, a couple of words put together in a way that I thought sounded nice. And I'm not sure if they're poems or what they are, but they're nice. Ever notice how two tears make a heart or how scary an an upside down frown would be? That's just something I wrote in here. And it's just a bunch of small things like that. And it's either like a rhyming kind of thing. Or it's just quick little sayings like that. Or they're just quotes or something like I thought that day. Like they're just silly little things in my head. Kill me while I'm sleeping. Wake me, I'm not dreaming. Drug me, I'm overseeing. Don't want to be sober. Don't want to be present. My life's not pleasant. See, it just rhymes. It just sounds nice. Like it's just, it's just words that are in my head. I grew up around fairies and Peter Pan, happy tales of Neverland. Is it any wonder I turned out the way I am? I grew up around friendly ogres and greedy kings and a genie there whenever you're in need. I don't know. I just, I love looking at this. And I guess most people do that too with anything you've written or anything you've created. You like going back to the roots of it and being like, hey, I remember this. And I guess that's why people offer yearbooks. But let's be real, nobody really wants a yearbook. And I guess that's what my old poems are, just kind of fetus. They're just kind of like uh, like graduating and then going back and seeing your first, your freshman picture. Mint tea steams in the bowl like mug the vapor breathes a single cloud an imprint like a child's hand a cold window pane i'm pretty sure i'm talking about my um i got this giant bowl for my birthday once and it was like for godiva or something god godiva or something i don't know i'm pretty sure they make chocolate but they made this giant bowl mug thing and i have it and it's the best and i love it in my blood is divinity, the sins of heaven stained my hands. A crime a p- was a promise, blue caught me red. Sweet taste bitter after the swallow. It's another little snip I wrote. I gave you love before you asked for it. You ever feel like we're walking backwards into the past? Two zeros equal infinity. As you can tell, I, I get in my feelings very easily. Despite it all, my heart still calls for your laugh to welcome my ears and smile to greet my eyes. Despite it all, I miss you. And it's just small little cute things like that, I guess. 
And they're not poems, they're not really anything, they're just words that I thought on a particular day. But I'm done rambling to you, it's 11 o'clock at night, and I sound really tired. And I kind of feel tired, but I feel like I want to do something productive. But the most productive thing I can probably do right now is sleep. Because I'm, because like Menchia says, I'm kind of addicted. But anyway, I'm gonna go. Hello everyone, this is Mercutio, and this is a midnight chat. I was walking outside of my room, because I always close my door now at night, because I'm trying to get used to doing things that I didn't do when I was younger, like leaving my closet open, um, closing the door, getting up to use the bathroom and closing the door, <laughs> running the water, flushing the toilet at night, you know, all that all that fun stuff, even locking my door now. But that's just because I, I like, open the door, right? getting back in bed I open the door to go outside because I'm putting I'm wearing this like hat this like I love bad boys hat and it's like this yeah Star Wars thing but anyway I went out to get that hat and put it on while I sleep and I was thinking of like the scariest thing and I always do that I always try to scare myself whenever I know that like I'm going into, like, a dark place or, like, anything's happening. I always think of something scary, you know? Like, if the situation isn't scary enough, or even if it is scary, like, I will purposely picture the most horrifying thing. Like, you know how... I'm pretty sure this was a common kid thing. Like, like I said, um, flushing the toilet <laughs> uh, when you go to the bathroom at night. And leaving the door open and turning on the lights, I'll always picture the f- most frightening thing. Or, like, whenever I'm going into the basement, or whenever, like, I'm alone and I'm watching a horror movie, like, I will purposely picture the most horrifying thing because I want to be scared. I love being scared. It just, I don't know. It's, it's fun. I like it. <laughs> but, anyway, if you hear, like, if you hear, like, a door jiggling or something, it's just because I'm moving in bed. And my bed is literally right up against a door, so, yeah. This is a little midnight talk, and I hope you had a great day. I hope you were a bit more active than I was. You know, got some things done, hung out with some people, helped some people. Because there are a lot of people who need help and just aren't getting it. And that's kind of sad. I love how I say kind of sad. I just downplay everything. It's kind of sad. Dang, I'm exhausted. I haven't even done anything. I've just been laying around all day. I never would have thought this would have been me. Like, if you if you had asked me a long time ago what I thought I would have done with my life, and I'm not I'm not saying I would have had an answer. I probably would have said something about dying at 18, you know, or not even making it through college or not graduating. Like, that seems... Like something I would have said because back then, even when I was like seven, six years old, like like when I was like elementary, when I was in primary school, I was thinking things like, I'm going to die at 18. I'm not going to graduate high school. And I, I didn't know what my life was going to be. I didn't think I'd have a life. And the closer I'm getting, the more I'm remembering that stuff and those thoughts are just coming back, you know if they even ever left, because I've been having that thought of dying at 18 for a really long time, and I can't really explain why, I just, I can't see anything, you know, like, in my head, when I try to imagine it, I can't see anything there, 
and I I really can't see much now the only difference between what I saw for myself when I was younger and what I see for myself now is now if you ask me to imagine the happiest moment I could possibly have like what I'd want my happy future to be I don't even see anything really but I it's weird I see it's like I'm standing on a balcony in some city and the sounds are all muted and dull I can't really hear but I can see and there are so many lights there are technicolor lights and they're just like you know when you get motes of dust on the end of your eyelashes and you just barely look through them and you see the circles there illuminated by the sun it's like those it's millions of them all in technicolor blue and green, purple, shades of violet, cyan, so beautiful. And they're just sparkling. And I'm so happy there. I'm so happy on that little balcony looking out at the lights. I don't know where I am, but I know I've made it, and it makes me so happy to be there. That thought always makes me tear up because that's what I'd want. That would be my happy future. And I don't know where that is. And I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I want that. I want to be there. I want to be on that balcony. It's such a pretty place. But back then, if you had asked me, I wouldn't have been able to tell you what I'd see for myself. The happiest moment in my childhood that I can think of, and it's not really a happy moment, it's just a moment that stands out, is me standing in front of this giant window having an existential crisis. I was like questioning everything. And every time I questioned myself about what reality was, about what alive was, why we were alive, what had created us, how creation was going to evolve, how it was birthed, how it was going to die, how, whenever I asked anything, I would look out that window and my heart would freeze. It would, like, it would drop. Something would happen in it. It wasn't fear. Was it thrill? Exhilaration? I don't know. It was like a hollow was created in my chest and my heart shirked back to it and clung to the sides weak in the knees and staring out and I couldn't understand that feeling I always thought it was an answer to all the questions it was a it was a single answer that that shirk in the chest was an answer to why life had purpose why life needed to exist And a while ago, I think I might have cracked the code, but I've forgotten it since. Because that's what happens. I'll think of things, and I'll find an answer. And then I'll just let the answer go. There's a quote by some woman. And the only words I really remember from it are, Let the dream go. 
And I guess that's what I do with all my answers, because it helps me find new ones, either deeper in thought or completely new. And I think that's pretty, that's pretty neat. But I've been rambling for about eight minutes now, and I'm going to leave you with those thoughts of existence, childhood, reminiscing, future, futurising? What, what do you call reminiscing when it's in the future? <laughs> Uh, anyway, good night. I hope you had a great day. And see if you can understand that shirk in the chest, if you feel it. And if not, imagine what it might have meant. Why do you think life had to exist? Good night. See you tomorrow. Mwah.